Hey, everybody, and welcome to Concept. I'm your host, Daniel Spencer. And I am your season-long host, Tracy. And we have an episode uh, co-host, guest, whatever you want to call this delightful person. James, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. I'm James. Welcome to Concept. How are you doing today, James? Great. I just put together a desk. Nice. Yeah. What kind of desk? It's my my daughter is going into third grade, and her table that she had in her room came up to her shins. So we decided to get her something that was anything worth working at, and it was like a a cor- like go in the corner desk. It was kind of cool. Nice. Yeah. So obviously, we are talking about the album Tommy by the Who. Tell us, James, what's your familiarity with this album? Well, I knew of it from teenage years. I watched a lot of VH1 growing up, so. I would see a lot of, like, best of the such and such, and, like, they'd have, like, video clips of Keith Moon being a wild man and stuff. Um, I first got The Who's Live at Leeds, which I actually just recently got on record, but I got that on CD, and uh, they played at Leeds, they played Tommy All... Like, they had a habit... Whenever they played a concert, they played... They were, like, the first band to be like, okay, so here's some songs. Also, here's our whole album. And they'd play Tommy from front to back. And they did that oh, at, like, crap. Woodstock and all this stuff. So uh, Live at Leeds, the original album had, like, two songs. I think Amazing Journey Sparks was actually one of them. But the more deluxe versions of Live at Leeds you get, the more full concert of the whole album you get. Uh, the CD I got in, like, 1999 or whatever had some of them. They all, It also had their, like, uh, proto-Tommy, uh, A Quick One While He's Away. Well... A quick one while he's away, which mm-hmm. was like the the album before, which they called like Tommy's parents on the on the concert album. They're like, this is what we call Tommy's parents because it's like a four track mini opera deal. Yeah. So I knew sort of of it, and we watched my uh, drama teacher in ninth grade had us watch the movie, but I was not paying much attention to to it because it was on. You know, I don't know. It's ninth grade wasn't a big like psychedelic film year for me. And stuff like that. So, what was your big psychedelic film year? I mean, like eleventh, twelfth grade was. I mean, like I got getting more into like Pink Floyd, Stanley Kubrick, and stuff like that. Like it was uh, fair. more more stuff like that. But like ninth grade, I was like, I'm in drama. There's lots and lots of cute girls in this class, and we're watching this. I guess okay. I mean, I guess that's what it is. So, um, I was also in a class with kind of a one of my last like truly toxic friendships. So he was not great to like be in class. He it was sort of that like let's not take it seriously. This is so lame sort of friendship. Ah, uh, so, yeah, yeah. So, but I then eventually got um, bought Tommy on iTunes in probably 2011 or 12 maybe, and uh, and listened to it uh, quite a bit and enjoy it quite a lot. Nice. So. We last left our story at the end of 1921, where. Tommy has just had a little bit of a freakout after seeing some pretty um, disturbing stuff and has been stricken deaf, mute, and blind. Mm-hmm. So Amazing Journey opens up with these like strummed guitars and almost a reversed glass chime sound mm. that I am just like all about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's kind of telling us that things aren't quite right. So let's get into those lyrics. Tracy, would you like to do the honors? Yes. Deaf, dumb, and blind boy, 
He's in a quiet vibration land. Strange as it seems, his musical dreams ain't quite so bad. So this is basically telling us that Tommy experiences the world in vibrations mm -hmm. through his his sense of feel. It's immersive and all-encompassing for him. Now, the, the interesting part, I think, is the line, strange as it seems, his musical dreams ain't quite so bad. The original draft of the story of Tommy had him becoming a rock musician. Right. Mm -hmm and gaining his fame that way. And so like they kept a lot of the lyrics in this song the same to like talk about his musical ability. And when I was younger, I thought that the line was he's in a choir vibration band and I had no idea what that meant. <laughs> that genre. <laughs> right? Like what is a choir vibration band? What uh, uh, what? You put the choir, you suspend them on on like a tin floor that is like half an inch above the ground and they put their mouths to the ground. And then they, they sing into the, the vibration of the of the tin. And then they project it. It's like an instrument. You've never seen that before, Daniel? You know, I haven't, mm -hmm. no. Um, but yeah. since Tommy is unable to speak, I'm surprised that he is in that group. But he doesn't often sing the right things. But, you know. <laughs> oh, okay. But, you know, it's interesting. I, I know this isn't my song, but uh, knowing that he was originally supposed to be a, a rock musician, and that's how he made his fame, my wife always sings that deaf, dumb, and blind kid sure plays a mean guitar, and it drives me absolutely bonkers, but <laughs> <laughs> only because it's, you know, the title is Pinball Wizard, so it's like, right. it's right there in the title. But like... I wonder if it was that he originally played a mean guitar. She is like a sixth sense for original music. My wife, my wife, the ultimate who hipster, sings the original lyrics, not the, <laughs> not these poser published lyrics. What are you talking about? <laughs> so let's keep going with those lyrics. Okay. Ten years old with thoughts as bold as thought can be. Loving life and becoming wise in simplicity. That is a really happy set lyric. It's actually like it good. Is. Compared to the rest of the dumpster it's, fire of the album. Like, this is where he's actually right. a little happy. All it takes is being completely cut off from the world in almost every single way to be happy. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> because the rest of the album hasn't happened yet. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> when you're 10 years old and you are you can't see, speak, or hear, everything seems to be really working out well for you <laughs> just the like the thoughts as bold as thoughts can be i think shows that he's still like very much aware and mm -hmm. cognitively experiencing things it's kind of like a mind palace sort of situation like he's mm -hmm. in his own head and i'm going to say this as a person who's only experienced sort of buddhist tenets from a pop cultural standpoint as a white american man it feels sort of very buddhist like he's sort of just like simple he has like no connections he's just thinking thoughts and like being happy in sort of a simplicity almost like you know a nothingness and it's sort of like he's gaining power from just being sort of wandering around his mind palace i think actually that that's very much part of the inspiration for this whole album yeah, was right. the the teachings of baba mehar and having that sort of ascetic you you don't want because all you do is just exist and like you don't have any material want that yeah like you said that kind of buddhist yeah. direction mm -hmm. that makes a lot of sense now one interesting thing to me is that it's been a few years mm -hmm. because if tommy's dad went missing in the first world war that like that started in 1914 so the oldest he could have been in 1921 when his father came back 
was seven. So now he's 10. So we have at least three years Mm -hmm. that we have moved forward with the story. Maybe that's me just putting way too much math and thought into this, but... I don't agree. I don't think that that concept exists. I think that you... I think that you're given all the clues that World War One. That's a fixed point, and put naming a song a specific year, and then and then in the next song being like, okay, now he's ten. I think there's at least clues for for a timeline. I don't think that you should be worried about putting too much thought into into the math of his age. Fair, but I think I think if 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 a band gives you specific, like for instance, okay, so like the wall. There's no dates in the wall, like. In the movie, it's World War Two that his father gets lost in and whatever. But like, there's no specific dates. This is a this is a fixed point in time, and I think that that it's yeah. that it that that's done intentionally. I don't think it. They're they're like, let's call this 1921 because we could just have easily called it 19. 19- 41. I mean, like, I think 1921 was specifically for a purpose, to put it at a fixed point in time, mm-hmm. a constant. So let's uh, let's keep going with those lyrics. Okay. Sickness can surely take the mind where minds can't usually go. Come on the amazing journey and learn all you should know. So this is kind of the whole thought behind this song, is that, like, since he is quote-unquote sick, but just differently abled. Right. He is able to kind of tap into a different part of the mind that you're not able to usually go to. Mm-hmm. He's literally differently abled. Like, he yes. has different abilities that... <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, obviously, he develops a sense of touch more fully right. if he experiences the world in only that way. Right. Mm-hmm. I think Stephen King could do a good, like, music video or short story or something. I know that Stephen King is just my go-to, but, like, the idea of a mind palace or whatever and the idea of this of this of this kid existing sort of within himself would be it would be a kind of cool thing that i'd like to see uh, someone like stephen king by whom i mean just stephen king and stephen king only to do in some sort of way because i, th- I mean like he explores i think of my concept of the mind palace is from the movie Dreamcatcher because i haven't read the book yet but like there's there's a specific point in Dreamcatcher where this this guy basically can remember everything because he literally has it all stored in a a mind palace in his in his head that he can like go to and go find the specific thing. And I think it's it's I like to imagine Tommy like in this literal physical space within his head or or you know in some alternate dimension where he's like honing skills and learning things and and growing even if in our reality he doesn't appear to be. I like that I like that concept a lot. Right, because he wasn't born blind, deaf or mute. So he has all the experiences right. leading up to it where he could right. feed right. that into his mind palace right. situation. And Seven would be really old for that to happen like mm. that's second grade but what's the youngest he could be so world war one mm. ended in 1919 1918 i thought 1918 because america was in it in 1917 and 1918 only and mm. then it ended right so he could I mean, be totally as young as four or five when he when yeah. 1921 happened yeah in my head and he i was think always in five. the movie they make him be five okay maybe yeah. that's why and that's perfect like the shining age like that's the perfect yes. age for like the psychic stuff to happen i'm so yeah. i'm i actually you knew what you were getting into when you asked me to be on this yeah that's the you know the stephen king connection that's a perfect age to start tapping into like the psychic you know other world and stuff yeah that's, that's when all those kids firestarter and danny from the shining and all these people tap into their psychic abilities and things so uh they are 
asking us to come on the amazing journey and learn all that we should know. Let's jump into this kid's psyche and figure out how he processes the world. A vague haze of delirium creeps up on me. All at once a tall stranger I suddenly see. He's dressed in a silver-sparked glittering gown, and his golden beard flows nearly down to the ground. So Gandalf is up in this shit. (laughs) Or Merlin, or, yeah. (laughs) Wow, hey, good job, everyone, picking a unique long-bearded wizard. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so this is, we're, we're now, like, hearing from Tommy, like, Tommy's direct perspective. Right. That, like, in this vibration land... He sees the wizard who is probably a very striking figure. Striking, yes. I was going to say based off of Meher Baba. Mm. But also very striking. But also very striking, which yeah, Meher Baba may have been striking. I don't know how what he looks like, but I'll bet he was striking. The only difference being a, a long golden beard. A flowing uh, flowing golden beard. I flowing don't golden think I've beard. ever heard a beard described as flowing before. Uh, that's a lot a of shame. hair, man. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I would love to have a flowing beard and uh, just like if I could make my beard golden and not like blonde, but like golden. Like a golden fleece. Like sort metallic, of deal. yeah. Like a golden fleece. I would do that in a heartbeat. You know what's funny? Roger Daltrey had this like long, flowing, golden head hair. Mm-hmm. So. When picturing long, flowing, golden beard hair, I'm basically just taking, like, (laughs) Roger Daltrey hair and just sort of pasting it right on this guy's face. Yeah. It's not a great look, and it kind of might haunt my nightmares. So that's... I think that's fair. (laughs) Yeah. So, Dan, you might have a hard time getting the golden beard, but you can always dress in a silver-sparked glittering gown. Yes. Concept cosplay. Yes. Yes. (laughs) For our first live show uh, i'm going to dress up in a silver sparked glittering gown and i'll be a spark perfect (laughs) tracy what will you do i'm gonna be the acid queen just okay psychedelic colors yep and i throw acid i like it Uh uh-huh like two okay Mm -hmm. all right those are some choices (laughs) those are some choices that you made (laughs) Do I regret them? Absolutely. Would I do it again? Yep. Good. <laughs> I'd really love to name this guy. He doesn't ever get a name. He doesn't get a name. What should his name be? Warm Brownies. I like it. Did you say Warren? Did you say Warren Brownies? Warm. Oh, okay. I like Warren Brownies, though. <laughs> It kind of sounds like war and brownies. War and brownies. You know, in life, you can really reduce it down to two yeah. two poles. There's war, war and brownies. And then there's brownies. Definitely. So when you hear this episode, we will have a poll up on Twitter at Concept Podcast. Please answer either war or brownies. <laughs> Give us your thoughts. I have a prediction. <laughs> I also have a prediction. Let's say what our prediction is on three. One, two, three. Well, now I'm just sad. I I guess I'm just still I'm just still really having reverberations from the Great Brownie War. It's war and or brownies. (laughs) Anyway, so yeah, okay, good. Warren Brownies. That's what this man. That's what that's what this teacher's name is. Yeah. Yep. 
Warren I get I get a big um did you guys ever see Sword in the Stone? Oh yeah. I get a big like uh, Merlin Wart sort of vibe from this whole this whole song from here on out. A hundred percent. Like turning him into a squirrel, turning him into a fish, all sorts of stuff, all within mm-hmm. the mind palace. I was just thinking about the vague haze of delirium. Like why that mm. happens. Yes. Is it just because your mind can cause you to hallucinate if some of your senses are cut off, do you think? Or why is he delirious? Is it Warren Brownie's, like, entrance? Is it like he's sort mm-hmm. of wandering around his mind palace learning things and whatever, and all of a sudden, like, poof, over there, there's, like, a haze, and then the dude struts it's in, Warren he's like, Brownies. what's up? I'm this guy, Warren Brownie. Yeah, it could be. Or it could just be that, yeah, the sensory deprivation really messes him up and takes him into this vibratory landscape. Mm. Right into Warren Brownie's warm embrace. Right into Warren Brownie's warm embrace, which I think we may have now found the song, the name of the song. <laughs> I want that on a t-shirt. It's early, but still, that's a great contender. <laughs> It's kind of like also when you're when it's when you're dreaming and everything seems super vivid, but all of a sudden you look yeah. around and you're like, wait a minute, this, this isn't the place I was. These aren't the people. I, I'm I'm a different person, and mm-hmm. there's a dude mm-hmm. over there with a huge Roger Daltrey hair beard over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's it, maybe it's even like a scene change where it's like he's wandering around this thing, learning all key. Whoa, there's a new guy here, and it's a whole new thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's move on to the next the next bit of lyrics. Nothing to say and nothing to hear and nothing to see. Each sensation makes a note in my symphony. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Nothing to say, hear, or see. We already know, obviously, but that like each thing that Tommy experiences comes to him as music mm-hmm. and builds this just musical soundscape for him, which like he processes in his head. I think is the the implication that like he can hear it without actually hearing it. Yeah. And it's just this amazing thing. And I love the idea of that. I love, love, love it. It's, again, sort of like in, in a dream. You know how, like, in a dream you can't read stuff? Like, you can't actually, like, learn new things or whatever based on something that you read in a dream or whatever? It's kind of like that. Like, you can, you, can't, you can hear in a dream, but, like, even if you can't hear out in the in in you know in our reality, I like to think that he's totally he can see hear and and talk and whatever in his in in his in this world that he's in now in the vibration land, which is sounding more and more like an ill-advised theme park. The more and more we say it, welcome it to vibration does. land. Yeah, sure does. And I love it. <laughs> I love the idea that everything we experience becomes a part of our own personal symphony. I yeah. really like that concept a lot too. I really liked how you yeah. said that. That was very good. Oh, thanks. I would love to hear the symphony at the end of my life. Right, like yeah, the symphony that my life has created. I was thinking about mine. It was just like a piano key smash. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> Just so discordant and terrible. It's perfect. Mine would be a lot of like um, building, 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 and then it stops, and then it starts over, building somewhere else, and like just like build, 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 yeah. not delivered upon. Build, 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 build. Again, the base never upon. drops. Yeah, exactly. Wasn't there? A, I think there was an SNL uh, digital short where. Mm-hmm. Like the bass never dropped, and like everyone's heads explode. Or no, wait, when the bass finally dropped, then everyone's heads explode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So the chorus repeats again, and then we get into the outro. His eyes are the eyes that transmit all they know. Sparkle, warm, crystalline glances to show that he is your leader and he is your guide on the amazing journey together you'll ride. So we're talking about Warren Brownies, right? Right. 
Right. Yes. I think the the line "His eyes are the eyes that transmit all they know" is such an interesting line. When like he's like, uh, "This is your leader. His eyes transmit everything, and yours don't receive anything in your face." Right. Boom. What's the What's the line after that? Sparkle, warm, crystalline glances to show. I hadn't heard that line specifically, or at least my my mind hadn't grasped onto it. For a song that's about to go into a song called Sparks, I think it's really interesting to have one of the last lines be about sparkle. Mm. And yeah, um, mm-hmm. I, and it sort of changes my uh, my sort of thoughts on what's what's about to happen. So I just thought of something, and I don't know if this has any grounding. But what if something about the wizard warren is like his filter almost so like he's not consciously taking in things from his world so he is blocking his sight his hearing and his speech but what if he like has this personified wizard that is actually kind of taking that in for him in a way and then he's getting that information from the wizard so it's almost like a filter through which he can process information so it's like a safety thing that he's like a relay station yeah made up in his mind i like that a lot yeah, that's really cool, and it's and it's interesting because it's an older man. It's like a it's like a, a much more experienced, wise man. So it's like the almost like the opposite of what he perceives himself to be, mm-hmm. like someone someone that that is magical and like experienced and whatever, and can't get sort of yeah attacked in the same way that he was. Right. So like a separate. And his eyes are the are the like the powerful like. You know, part of him. I like that a lot. I really like that. That's really cool. Yeah. That's how he's cheating at pinball. <laughs> using that wizard eyes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and that's why he's a pinball wizard. Oh! He's come full circle. Wow. <laughs> Spoilers for future uh, in the album, by the way. But yeah. There's a track uh, called Pinball Wizard. There's a track called Pinball Wizard. It's one of those, someone, it's one of those deep tracks. <laughs> Yeah, not a lot of people have heard that one. You gotta rewind the record. <laughs> right. So then we get into Sparks. Hmm. Nicholas Sparks. Do we want to go over the lyrics of Sparks? Would you like to do them again? Did you get that this time? Awesome. Do you want to do them a awesome. third time? Yeah. I think I got energy <laughs> Perfect. for one more. All right. Good. Whew. Oh, okay. damn. You nailed that one. <laughs> I had that was so that good. take that will make that. it into the podcast. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yep. So Sparks is an instrumental trip, Mm. and I say trip in just so many different ways. Yeah, because it's you know it's this is this is Tommy's amazing journey. This is, in my opinion, I think this is like a glimpse into the symphony of Tommy's life. Right. Mm. Right. This is us listening to Tommy experiencing the world. So it's like amazing journey explains it, and then Sparks actually is it. Exactly. So it's it's so funny that so it's like in between in the middle of this thing that is that is bounded by two like an overture and an underture. It's like another chur. It's like a middle chur. Another chur. I like that. <laughs> like it's it's because it's this. I mean, like you have a bunch of the same sounds that you've heard so far. Like that you get that like French horn and like I mean, clearly you heard it in the overture because it was referring to this. But like that's one of the things I love about concept albums is when like themes repeat and like mm. stuff happens over again. And so this yeah. feels like it feels like Sparks is like it's like it's like a dream where you wake up from the dream and you don't remember the dream, but then something happens and you're like, whoa, wait, hold on a second. Yeah. I just remember this dream I had. And it's like that, only you're in the dream and you're remembering stuff from before you were dreaming and you were listening to the overture, which is part of a symphony 
which is this this album is Tommy's Life Symphony too. So yeah, stuff like that. I agree. I think that's like it's such a cool middle chur, another chur to to have in there, and I think it it doesn't necessarily narratively move the story along, right. but it does just such a good job of like. I think setting you up before the sadness too, you know. Yes. It's like he it's is... kind of like a meanwhile in Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, all this crap is going on, then we zoom in on Tommy's forehead, and this is yeah. what you would see. <laughs> He's just, I'm sorry, just, I like the idea of, like, just a blank-faced kid, but, like, you hear, like, within his head, just, like, music coming out and he's just sort of like just sitting there yeah Yeah. but it's like but he's just he's just sitting in a chair with stuff happening Mm -hmm. but like this whole thing is happening in his head and you like zoom in perhaps through his eyes and like see this whole thing like this whole galaxy of stuff he's got this intense inner world like children do yeah like like children do yeah a lot of people do well i think this album also has a lot to do with like distraction and like outside world distractions mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. i think that something one of the things that happens with people and their inner worlds is if they don't learn to sort of go in there and embrace it and they let the pinball machines of the outside world with their bells and their lights and stuff all distract them they forget about it and they they lose the way to go into this world of sparks and whatever but tommy has zero distractions <laughs> Except for the, like, vibrations, which probably serve as, like, a meditative conduit, almost. So he's easily able to sort of just, you know, trip along into that, down that yellow brick road into, like, Sparksville. So, James, if you could make a different choice for the characters in Amazing Journey, Mm. or Sparks, what choice would you make? How would that pan out? Well, I guess I sort of interpreted this... In a slightly different way, which is just what you want to hear when someone, when you ask someone a question like that. I, I'm actually super, super curious about, about Warren Brownie's whole thing. Like, is Tommy his only guy? Or is there like a Charles Xavier's like school for talented deaf, blind, and mute kids where he's like going into each kid's like inner minds and he's just sort of like popping in and like, is Tommy the first person that he's done this for? Or does he have this whole history and future of like training kids up and stuff like that? I would, that's what I would want to see in like a, in like a spinoff like or a whatever. Like a supernatural it's like, element. Like this guy is real. Yeah. And he is in more heads yeah. than one. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's what really fascinates me is this. Cause like up until now, other than the, like the kind of semi supernatural way, again, sort of Stephen Kingian way, like you didn't see anything, you didn't hear anything, you're not going to say anything. And Tommy's like, okay, I'm a super literal kid. Guess I'm blind now. This is the first time that we have like magic happen. Like, this this guy appears in this kid's mind. He doesn't know who this guy is, but he's there, and he has wild eyes, and he a long-flowing beard and whatever, and he's like, let's go. And I love that. I love this character, and I would really love to know more about him, like a backstory or, a, mm-hmm. you know, what happens after Tommy or whatever with this guy's whole deal. Who else is in Warren Brownie's Warm Embrace? Exactly. Yeah, is, I like is that. Tommy the first visitor to Vibration Land, or is it like a a, a thing? Is it like 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 with Mary Poppins? Mary yeah. Poppins has been like more and more relevant to me the older I've gotten. Like Mary Poppins, clearly Jane and Michael Banks weren't her first people, because 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 Dick Van Dyke knows her. But like right. 
So does she have this whole history of like all over the world she's been? And I know that there's a whole book series and whatever, but like, let's just leave it to Disney because that's what Disney would prefer. And there's this whole unspoken thing where it's like she has this whole referred to backstory that we never get to see. So it's like, it's literally, we have to think of it in our own mind palace. So it's like, we have, you know, we can go on these other amazing journeys that they don't talk about because they just hinted this guy who's like, what's up? I have this awesome, you know, robe and whatever. Let's go. Let's, let's go on. Let's go flying through some sparks like I have with all these other kids before, mm-hmm. which is kind of like that that really captures my imagination clearly, as you can hear in the timbre of my voice. I like that a lot. Yeah, I really like that. Yeah, that's not something I would have thought of. So very good job, James. Thank you. It's a He's it's a those- warm. It's a good magic part in a in a in a story full of scary real life things. Yeah. I mean that, that and again, I am so sorry. I'm not sorry. I'm not I, I apologize for nothing. Stephen King is all about the horrifying stuff that exists in the real world. Like it is not about the scariest part of it is not Pennywise. It's the abusive father and the neglectful parents and like the bullies that have the switchblades and stuff. Those are the scary parts. Pennywise is just like that focused. And so Warren Brownies is like the one good magical friend in this world where he's going to have a whole bunch of crap dumped on him. Yeah. And he can do nothing about it except for maybe train up with Warren Brownies and become some sort of psychedelic British pinball Jedi. Yeah. I like that a lot. Psychedelic British pinball Jedi. There's another title. (laughs) There's another title. So, James. Yep. If our listeners want more of you in their lives... Yeah. Where the where can they find that? Where can they get their James fix? Well, I am at unabashed James on Twitter. That's where you can find most anything else that I'm on, I will retweet. I have several podcasts. I do Bike Brigade with Daniel. I do a show called Track Meet where we talk about music and we sort of pit tracks against each other for various categories with our Bike Brigade colleague, David. I do a By the Minute Newsies podcast with another Bike Brigade colleague and also my lifelong best friend, well, no, my very long time best friend, Aaron, called the Newsies Minute, where we watch Newsies Minute at a time and talk about each minute for about 10 to 20 minutes, and that comes out every weekday. I have a Blink-182 discography show called Blink and You'll Miss It, which season two of that, I did the full discography of what had been published up through 2016 or 2017 in 2018. And uh, the new Blink album comes out on September 20th. So we're going to do that album, Mark Hoppus's collaboration with a guy from All Time Low. They have a, a band called Simple Creatures and some old Blink demos and like rare tracks that uh, a listener sent me in this big, huge file. We're going to go through all of those in like maybe a 40 song season that's going to start. I'm going to do an intro episode on September 30th. And then the first track will be on October 1st, which is a Tuesday. Uh, but again, all of this, I will retweet and everything on on Twitter, uh, which is at Unabashed James. I, it might, and it'll be in October, some of it, but not all of it. I love it. Uh, and I can I can highly, highly recommend following James and just listening to, to all of James's products, especially if you want just some of the most skillful pun work <laughs> that you've ever experienced. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's just, it's always very impressive. So, as always, you can find us at Concept Podcast on Twitter. If you have any questions, suggestions, thoughts, ideas, 
You can email them to us at conpodceptcast at gmail.com. And you can find me at Dantendo64 on Twitter. You can find me at Adil's Warlock on Twitter. And uh, thank you very much. We will see you guys next week where we uh, meet someone who has a way that they think they can fix Tommy. Bye. 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 Toon Link saw Kirby walking into the kitchen wearing a sleep cap. Kirby, did you steal the microwave? (laughs) Oh, hello there, gentle listener. I didn't hear you there. You caught me reading the longest written work in the English language, The Subspace Emissary's World's Conquest, a Super Smash Brothers fan fiction. But let's set that aside for now. To advertise our podcast. Hi, I'm Beth. And I'm Max. And we're the hosts of Fan Ball, a podcast about fandom, their history and culture. The people and things they create. And everything in between. Listen bi-weekly on Wednesdays on the Scavengers Network or wherever you find your podcasts.